Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweet. Send them hot. At Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. Can I, can I just bring something? I don't mean to do this at the beginning. I shouldn't do this at the beginning. But can I do a champion's pose? Tom, can I do champion's pose again? How did I know this was coming? Can I do I told you I was probably going to do it. That's but, how you knew it was happening. Does it say the Ken Carmen show on the show title? Yes, that's what it says. Why? Then you can do a champion's pose. Then I'm going to do champion's pose, baby. Because I was right. Was I right or was I right? Tell me I was right, Tom. You might have to be slightly more specific for the audience. I know what you're Shep, talking about. Shep, I don't think Shep knows what I'm talking about. I want to hear it from you. Was I or was I right? I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what you're asking. But I was right. Yes, in that case, you were right. America, I was right again. I told you. I've said it for two weeks, and here we are. NFL top 100, top 10 QBs came out. Now, is this in no particular order? Is that how they do it? That's actually an important question. because They just put together 10 quarterbacks, and that's it? Or do they put? Is it an actual like? Okay, here's number one, and here's number two, and here's number ten, and I things like that. It's a ranking, but I guess I'll have to double check that. I saw it as a ranking, and I believe they've they've ranked everything. Else. I I thought it was a ranking myself. I didn't know this, so we'll see where it is. But I've been telling you that I believe Drew Brees is the most underrated quarterback in NFL history, and not a lot of people. It's not like a lot of people have disagreed. I had a couple people say dome quarterback. Yeah, so was Christian Ponder. Stop. So was Peyton Manning through most of his career. Stop. Dome quarterback. So was Bobby Hebert. Christian Ponder. That's right. I pulled that one out there, didn't I? Where does that even? There are plenty of dome quarterbacks who suck up the room. Joey Harrington was a dome quarterback. Don't embarrass yourself. Not you. The proverbial you. NFL Top 100. Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Roger Staubach, Sammy Ball, Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, John Elway, Dan Marino. Not mention Drew Brees. Was I right or was I right? Or was I right? Tom, champions pose, if I may say so myself. Told you. He's a little underrated. Just a little bit, though. You got to tell he's me what name a, he's you're he's bumping. He's a little here. underrated. Well, what name you of, see, of the ten are you bumping? This is why it's hard because you put in Starbox there because there's greatness during the seventies and in and, and well, you know, if you're talking about greatness during the seventies, there's plenty of people who are upset about Terry Bradshaw being omitted from this. Terry Bradshaw didn't win four Super Bowls. Now, I would look at the defense. I would look at some of the other pieces, but. Hey, is is Lynn Swan in without Terry Bradshaw? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so Roger Staubach's in there. Would you say Roger Staubach's still top ten? 
You know, we didn't put him in. Our I mean, list I'm breaking. Last week, but I'm I, breaking but like cardinal it. rules here. Like you like it. you like Roger in the top ten? Yeah, he'd probably be like my number nine. This is a this is one of the cardinal hack rules here, but you know I might as well do it again. Eight five five two one two four CBS. If you're gonna break the rule, at least break it thoroughly. Uh, should Drew Brees be in the top ten? I'm just starting the show with it, and I know that's a little bit hacky, and you can accuse me of being a hack, and that's perfectly fine. But I'm passionate about something, and I'm going with it. Tom Brady's in. Brett Favre. Would you omit Brett Favre? It's closer than people mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might. Actually, he would be downright reckless at times. He just had that dominant three-year period where he's MVP three straight years, and he was the best player in the world for three years. And Breeze has never had that. That's the tough one between the two of them. Yeah, but yeah, it's tough. It's right there. He's another. So, one. so Peyton Manning's in there. Peyton Manning's in the Definitely. top ten. Yeah, I would say Joe Montana is the second greatest quarterback ever behind Tom. I agree. So then you have Staubach. Staubach's probably rightfully in. Otto Graham is on this list. Johnny Unitas is on this list. Now with Ball, Graham, and Unitas, see if it's a, if it's an actual ranking, and they did six, seven, eight, which I'm not sure yet. If they did an actual ranking and it's six, seven, and eight, then I think that this is wrong because then you're telling me you just jam those guys in there just to jam them in to represent a bygone era. You know what I mean? Totally. Because I don't think they ranked them, actually. For some I think of the they things, were unanimous yeah. picks, so I'll give you those. All right, because with some of the things that I say about, about Drew Brees, I could say the same for Otto Graham, couldn't I? Yeah. It, a, fledgling, a fledgling franchise. There were already the Cleveland Rams at that time. They take over. They're in the AAFC. They have to draw some parity. They didn't take every team from the AAFC and put them in the NFL. So Otto Graham had to play extremely well to put the Cleveland Browns over the top. Now, there were other great players during those Browns years, Marion Motley and Lou Groza and so on. Like, there were other great players. Jim Brown eventually. Uh, but but in the very beginning from 46 on, I could say it revolutionized football. He and Paul Brown revolutionized football, brought it into an era where you could get to the 70s. You start to see a little bit more air raid type of offense. I think the AFC or the AFL, I beg your pardon, helps that because there was more wide open football there. I'm starting to sound like Dr. Z. So... I make almost the same argument for Otto Graham that I would for Drew Brees in this case. That's why I don't think I'd remove Otto Graham from there. I think Johnny that's fair. Un- Johnny Unitas. Now you brought this up last week, Tom. Yep. Johnny no Unitas. It. He's my number three, probably. In the in the '58 championship game, where and you remember how much time was left when they scored the touchdown in the uh, NFL championship in the Ice Bowl? How much time was left when when Bart Starr snuck in behind Jerry Kramer? We have to figure that out. Now, they win in overtime, the first sudden death overtime with Johnny Unitas, but when they first go down the field, he's passing the ball down the field before it was a more of a run-style game. That's even more revolutionary. That's why I think Unitas is in there. Elway, because it's storybook, probably goes in there. Dan Marino is seen almost as the father of the modern era of passing. Is that incorrect to you? No, that's correct, and he has it's, that Rodgers quality of just so unbelievably, blatantly, physically yeah, talented. Yeah. I, I will admit it's very, very hard, and I'm you know, there's going to be some old people in, but here we go. Maybe I omit Sammy Baugh. Mm. Do I dare omit Sammy Baugh? I mean, how hard is it to compare like Sammy Baugh to Drew Brees? Could there be two more difficult players to I compare know. in the history of 
the position. It's I know. I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. I'll give you Bart Starr's sneak was with 13 seconds left. 13 seconds. Okay, so they weren't going to – I mean, that was basically it. So there were 13 seconds left to go. So that was basically it. Because there, there are times where guys would, would score with like a minute left. Well, that's the game. That's it. I can also so, give you the unanimous mm, ones, by the okay, way. Okay, go ahead. Brady, Otto Graham, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas. Mm. I love that. I mean, three of those four are my top three. So Okay, I could see that. Otto Graham, it's hard for me to have a strong opinion on, you know, honestly. I'm Sammy a little Ball, bit blind. I'm a little bit blind by it. I'll admit that, too. I'll admit that, too. But I told you about Drew Brees, and but I, I see Drew Brees as almost the autogram of his era. New Orleans, I don't think the it's. I could make an argument that the New Orleans Saints are not in New Orleans still if not for Drew Brees. Anytime there's something wrong at the league, they can trot Drew Brees out there. Drew Brees cover. He, he I shouldn't say covers. That's a terrible use of the word. He makes things palatable. People love Drew Brees. People love his attitude. I think he's been a man of the year, hasn't he? I'd have to look that up again. Like he's one of those guys that it, it he just makes the sport look that much better. He makes the NFL look that much better. And there are plenty of things that make the NFL look horrible. He's one of those guys that make it look better. You know, he, Larry Fitzgerald, JJ Watt, like those guys are are on a different level. He's like been Tom both Brady, the man yeah. of the year and the comeback player of the year. There you go. There you go. Like Tom Brady, there's some ugliness there. No matter what, there's ugliness. Peyton Manning, there's a little bit of ugliness there. Drew Brees, everything's on the up and up. Larry Fitzgerald, everything's on the up and up. J.J. Watt, everything's on the up and up. Like, those guys, you put them as a great triumvirate of great accomplished men both on the field and off. And I don't think the league is in the same place now if it's not for Drew Brees. 855-2124-CBS. So I, I just have to start off the show with a simple champion's pose, if I may say so myself. It's been a great year. Hasn't it not been a great 2019, Tom? I got this right. I got Antonio Brown right. Man, I'm kicking ass and taking names. I'm sure Five Burning Questions is going to be spirited later on. I'm going to take an early break. 855-2124-CBS. I'll get to what I wanted to get to today because I got this stealing feel in America. I went to bed last night after after the 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern fill-in show, and I just, I got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling. I, I've had all this rightness going on. And I'm going to leave you with this, and then we'll get back to break, and hopefully we'll get back to you. 855-2124-CBS. I just got a bad feeling about Clemson. Everybody's picking Clemson, and I think they might eke it out tonight. I don't know if they're going to get there, folks. I don't know if they're going to repeat. I think they've become a trendy, sexy pick, and something's missing. Something's missing. And I'll tell you what that is when we come back. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Guess who it's brought to you by? The fine folks at Geico. All you have to do, 15 minutes, could save you 15% or more on car insurance when you go to Geico.com. Just switch to Geico. I told you. Over in Youngstown, Ohio, I'm buying drinks at the Saxon Club for my insurance agent and his 18-year-old girlfriend. Well, she's not drinking because obviously that's under the legal drinking age. But you get what I'm pointing out. Yeah, he's 18-year-old girlfriend. That's what I got. That's what my uh, that's what my insurance agent has. So don't be like me. Get to Geico. 
GetTheGeico.com. Save yourself 15% or more on car insurance. They're in. I knew they'd be in. I knew they'd be in. Well, here we go. I'm going to tell you why I got a bad feeling about Clemson coming up. I promise. But they are in, and I want to get to them. I probably have made a terrible mistake, but away we go. Brad in Birmingham, Alabama. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Why was Drew Brees omitted from the top 10 quarterbacks of all time by the NFL? Go. Because basically this guy has some of the best stats in the entire NFL. The other thing about Brees is he's took a city and a team and put it on his shoulders. When everything in the NFL looks bad, this guy makes everything look great. And here's Mm -hmm. a very underrated part of his game. You take Drew Brees and stick him with Tom Brady at Cheaters.com, a.k.a. the New England Patriots and (laughs) Bill Belichick, then he would have nine Super Bowl wins instead of the six that Brady was able to choke out of the NFL. I honestly believe he's in the top three. This guy's amazing. I love what he does for the NFL as a person, as a player. He takes less talent and beats more talent every single week in the NFL. Brady and you know the other cheaters in the New England, they beat lesser talent with more talent. And I give them props for the way they do it. But as far as the you know stuff with the Patriots, you have to discount so much stuff because they've cheated so much. It's not one scandal, two scandals. There's three or four attached to Brady and Belichick through the years. And then Brad? the other person I think was admitted. Yeah, I, you know I know a lot of people hate Dan Marino, but this guy kept Miami Dolphins relevant the entire time he played. No, he was in. He's in. He's in the top ten. Yeah, he's in that ten. He's Well, he's according to this, he's number ten, but as Tom and and Brad, thank you very much for the call, my friend. As Tom tells me, it's in no particular order. I guess that's left for the fans to decide. So, and it's just, I I just found, you know, whatever one of the the Patriots fans are looking at. And it's Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Roger Stombach, Sammy Ball, Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, John Elway, and uh, Dan Marino. And I, I tell you, it has to matter. If, if we're just looking at clear cut, like I'm not a Brady hater. I love Tom Brady and everybody knows that. There is some nefarious stuff in the background there. And I think when you have a guy like Drew Brees, it has to matter more. The the yards are out of this world. The touchdowns are out of this world. So it's not like I'm taking a guy who, who barely got by and I'm making some grandiose argument for him. I'm just helping his argument. I think he's the most underrated quarterback in NFL history. And I think he'll continue to be over. Or I, I think he'll continue to be underrated. 855-2124-CBS. Edgar, Mobile, Alabama. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Yes, I, I was just talking about uh, what you were saying about uh, uh, Drew Brees. I think he should be in the top ten. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. With all the uh, uh, the people with the criticism that he's talking about when his shoulder was injured that time, nobody wanted to pick him up. He went to New Orleans. He made a difference. He made stars around him. He made running backs better. And he's a great guy, man. I, I just say he needs to be in the top ten. Drew Brees is an all-around athlete, and I love that guy. And New Orleans loves him. New Orleans wouldn't be who they are today without Drew Brees. Thank you. Thank you very much, Edgar. We thank you very much for the call. It stands my point. I have nobody disagreeing. Robert, Texas, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Yes. Uh, uh, I have a problem with the top 100 overall. Well, tell me. Uh, you, you, you leave two uh, Cowboy players, one that was uh, the heart of the team, 
uh, off the top one, uh, a three-time Super Bowl champ. Oh, what you're talking about that? Troy Aikman. And, and as far as Drew Brees, uh, and, and uh, I would have placed the Troy Aikman in the top ten before I would have put Farb in there. Farb had a, a chance to go to to more Super Bowls, but it's a gunslinger. Well, gunslinger I, I think mentality I, I, got to him. Yeah. So, uh, well, Robert, I, this I is see, this is the way it I is. Think Robert, I would have put Aikman in there before I would have put Farb. Wow. Okay, Robert. Thank you very much for the call, Favre. Well, there's some nefarious things in there too, Jen Sturger. Um, Favre, there is story to it. Favre was an incredible quarterback. I I don't find Favre to be in my top five. I would probably leave him in the top ten. I don't think Brett Favre would be up there because I think Brett Favre's gotten in his own way. If Brett Favre were making better decisions, I could say that Brett Favre would probably win three Super Bowls. Tom, we talked about that last week. You agree with me, don't you? Yeah, I do. I think Favre wouldn't win three. So I I just make the point over and over and over again, if in a could, that this is proof positive, just to me and now now to everybody, that sometimes we say things and we say them for a reason. Not to just take up a bunch of space within the ether of the radio. When I see the NFL 100 and I don't see Drew Brees' name on there, I'm gobsmacked. And this is a great list. It's a great, great list. Brady, Favre, Manning, Montana, Staubach, Ball, Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, John Elway, Dan Marino. I mean, I wasn't alive to see Sammy Ball play. I wasn't alive to see Otto Graham play. I wasn't alive to see Johnny Unitas play. Everybody else, Roger Staubach, I did not see play. Everybody else I saw. Elway, it's a storybook. There's incredible stats. If if we're looking at storybook, if we're looking at the way they ended their careers, if Drew Brees, say it, say it happens for New Orleans this year, does that finally get Drew Brees in? And I just don't like some of the arguments back because I, I think they're flimsy. Well, he's a dome quarterback, which was one of the first ones I got. It's, again, so was Christian Ponder. So was Bobby Hebert. So was Billy Joe Tulliver. So was Aaron Brooks. More importantly, so, were plenty so of was Peyton Manning. That's so the was, issue and for most of his argument. career, so exactly, so was That's Peyton Manning, RCA Dome and Lucas Oil Stadium. And he was bad out, outdoors, and he was bad in the playoffs a lot of the time. I think mm. Peyton Manning totally changed the position. He, Peyton mm. Manning is the reason that we are in our current NFL quarterback landscape right now. Yes. More so than Tom Brady. He's yeah, more I, influential to the history of the game than Tom Brady. Just not I, as successful. And he just has these playoff stinkers, stinkers in the Super Bowl, stinkers against Brady, stinkers against worse teams than that. Yeah, there are a couple of bad, bad, bad performances out of there. You're right about that. I, You know what I feel about Because I like Manning and Brady. Brady's my favorite ever. But that's where I stand on it. And the other argument that I've gotten about, about Drew Brees is, well, he's never been an MVP. Cam Newton's been an MVP. Cam Newton doesn't touch Tom Brady. Or it doesn't touch Drew Brees. Cam Newton was a great quarterback for for a while. Great physical specimen and probably cut down in his prime. He was an MVP. Drew Brees, by far a better quarterback. Some of the other guys who are MVPs out there. I mean, there's a couple of well-deserved Hall of Fame MVPs. There's a couple in there you kind of go, really? Eight five five. Matt Ryan was an MVP. Is Matt Ryan anywhere near Drew Brees? Are we just counting MVP? Like, it, I think it's just an omission. You go, my God, I really can't believe Drew Brees never won an MVP. 
He's an outrageously great quarterback. Back to the phones. Wayne, Tucson, Arizona. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Good morning. I, uh, I, I just My question about the whole thing here is we're looking at the top 100, not the top 2,500. I, I think Drew Brees is a great quarterback. He really is. But of the list of quarterbacks that you'd have to displace someone to put him in the top 10 on that list, I don't know who you get rid of. He's, he's fantastic. He's a wonderful guy. He's a great story. But I just don't see how you displace anybody else that's on that list and put him in there. Maybe it's easy for me to say. It, it's it's easy and convenient for me to say Sammy Ball, but I never saw Sammy Ball play, and Sammy Ball played with a bygone era and could actually throw it in an area where they ran. So I think yeah, that's probably well, an easy cop out by me, Wayne. I'll admit that wholeheartedly. It is for each of them. They each played in their era. Sammy Ball, and I don't know all of his stats, but still a legend, and we've heard about him seventy years later. Mm-hmm. So, or, or, or even later than that, he's, he was, he dominated his era. So you can't leave him out. Drew Brees has never dominated his era. And I'm not a Drew Brees hater. You've never, but, well, see, Brees that's right. Wayne, hey, that's where I disagree with you. I mean, look, look, look at where he played at though. Brett Favre still played. You have a top. If we're just going to rank him by the top, say, say people are going by their own, by, by their own timelines here. Brady, one of the best ever. Favre, still probably one of the best ever to a lot of people, even though I think he made a tremendous amount of mistakes, but still, I can't deny his talent. Peyton Manning, one of the top three quarterbacks ever. I mean, that's that's an era right there where you're play, you're basically with, if you're fourth in that list, you're still maybe the fourth best ever out of that generation. And three of those guys are on that top list. I mean, that's, Sammy Ball played at a different time, and I got to respect what he did, but you're playing with three of the best to ever play the game. Regardless of what I think about Brett Favre, plenty of people disagree with that way. So I, I think, you know, if I look at that list, if I, if I think about anybody that I would put, take out of there and put Drew Brees in, it mm. might even be Brett Favre. Because I, 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 look at, I look at Brett Favre's talent, and we talk about his talent, but there's mm. been plenty of quarterbacks in history that have had talent that make tons of mistakes. No, Brett true. Favre was on some great teams, and he, made, he was a major part of some of those great teams. But he didn't dominate the Super Bowl. I mean, he That's... played for a lot of years. How many Super Bowls did he have? One. He went so to talking, two. He won about, one. Yeah. We're talking about Drew Brees. What if he makes it to the Super Bowl this year? Does it change the list? I think it does. Wins it. I, I yeah. swear to you, I think it does. And, and maybe think, it's maybe I'm being unfair think, to the voters because his career's not over where a lot of these guys – I mean, Brady's still a walking legend, but all these other guys, their careers are done. Go ahead. Of course. I, I think Drew Brees – Maybe in the top three of, or, or, or even number one, of the greatest undersized quarterbacks or under talented quarterbacks. You can't say that he doesn't have talent, but he sure has evolved and become a greater quarterback than we thought he was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He was let go in favor of Philip Rivers at one mm-hmm. point because San Diego didn't think he was going to be the quarterback of their team for the future. In, in a weird, in a weird way, is also odd, uh, and oddly, and Wayne, we're up against it. And I thank you very much for the call. Who is arguably a Hall of Famer? I'd say I'd put Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people wouldn't. I would put him in. I think he's the last of the great stat, big numbers quarterbacks that probably get in. I would put Pay- I would put Philip Rivers in. I pr- I think he's probably the, this generation's Dan Fouts. Eight five five two one two four CBS. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh yeah, turn up that greasy guitar. Turn it up. Late great Dutch Mason. Oh, so greasy. 
855-212-4CBS. 11.20 this morning, I might get the toxic player empowerment. I think it's ruining the game of basketball. Also, five burning questions, 12.20 p.m. Eastern. If you are a Browns fan, I'm sure Tommy D's going to have it in there. I'll get to it. Mike Lombardi's a clucking. For whatever reason, he wants to continue to be vague, but Mike, Mike, Mike Lombardi's clucking. Away we go into the 2020 offseason. 855-2124-CBS. All right, you guys are going to have to tell me, talk me out of this. I got a bad feeling. I've been as good as I can be over this entire year. I mean, I'm on a hot streak unlike anything else. I've been right about a ton of stuff. And the more I think about Clemson, and I think they could very well get by tonight, I don't know what type of Justin Fields is going to be there for Ohio State. If he's at 85%, now there could be something where they're playing a bit coy. I could understand that. If if Dabo Sweeney can hide some things and, and all the other coaches can hide some things, certainly Ryan Day can. But they might get by tonight. I just don't have that faith that Clemson repeats. I think all of a sudden we are underrating LSU. I had Chip Patterson on last night, and you can find that clip if you want to, Tom. We can play it maybe coming up after Bill Bender if you really want to, or if you find it now, I can get it for you. But there's something that's throwing me off here. All throughout this year, we're saying about Clemson, you know, Clemson's just, eh, they're not playing with as much gusto. The ACC sucks. Dabo continuously brought up UNC, the UNC game, and the Roy Bus. Now, he does that because he has to. He has to motivate those players. But were they really tested? Were they really punched in the mouth? They got great talent. Trevor Lawrence is playing as well as he's ever played. Travis Etienne is fantastic. Their wide receiver group is fantastic. They got a nice, high-powered offense down there in Clemson, South Carolina. And I've made this case, and I'll continue to make it. If they win this national championship again, then I would put Dabo right on par with Nick Saban. I think it's harder than ever to repeat. I think it's harder to repeat at a place like Clemson. It's harder to win at a place like Clemson than it is at a place like Alabama. Alabama's a blue blood. Clemson has had a good, strong program for a long time throughout their history. I'm not denying that, but they are not what Alabama is, and you know that. So if they go out and they repeat during this era, I look at it and I say, I don't think that any guy could be able to do this unlike a guy like Dabo Sweeney. I don't even know if Urban could do that. It's a different mix. It's a different animal. But I haven't seen them punched in the throat at all this year, and what are they going to do? Because UNC... UNC might be a program on the up. Mac Brown is a talented coach. Hopefully he's got one more run into him before he finally bids adieu to coaching football in college. But have they been punched in the mouth by a team that has real talent? Ohio State has real talent. LSU has real talent. And it amazes me that two weeks ago, LSU was the darling of everybody. LSU's been challenged. LSU's been punched in the mouth. Where has the real challenge come with, Cle- with Clemson? They beat everybody by 40. They carry the flag for a terrible, suck-ass conference. And they've been able to back it up in the national championship perspective. Time in and time out, I'm not denying that. But when you have to go out and repeat, and you have 19-year-old, 20, 21-year-old kids who are already thinking about since they've won a national championship already, and then the back of their mind, are they really going to give you everything that they have? Are they really going to give you their full heart, especially when they're playing a team that's arguably just as talented as they are?
And that team hasn't won anything in a few years. And that team's had a lot of people questioning them. And Ryan Day has a lot more natural momentum going for he and Ohio State. And Ed Orgeron, definitely, or even Lincoln Riley, would have a lot more natural momentum going for them than Clemson does. It is so hard, and it's harder than ever, to get 19- and 20-year-olds to focus on the task at hand. You win a national championship. And I have to ask, well, what's in it for you after you win the national championship? There's plenty of guys who are going to go in the first round, second round, third round, not not just number one overall, who are going to go in that draft and, and going to go on to make a lot of money. How do you keep them focused? Nick Saban's only been able to repeat once at Alabama, and it's hard as hell for Nick Saban. He said that in a bowl game before. Hey, guys, we're focused on the NFL too much. We got We got to hem it up. Well, if it's that way for Nick Saban in Alabama, you can bet your ass it's got to be that way for Clemson and, and Dabo Sweeney. And I just still have this bad feeling where the town is there. I can't deny that. I can't deny what, what some of those guys can do. I think Travis Etienne, as long as there's health, which is always a, a throwaway topic, but always a throwaway statement, but true, Travis Etienne could be a, a, a wonderful running back at the next level if they've already not used him up already. There's great, great, great players on that football team. They deserve to be where they're at. They deserve to be the number three team in the country. If this were the BCS still, and this was pointed out by Dennis Dodd yesterday, if this were the BCS still, they wouldn't be playing for the national championship right now. And everybody and their brother wants to pick it, wants to pick Clemson and pick Clemson not just to win this game coming up tonight against Ohio State, which I certainly could see them winning. They're favored for a reason. I could certainly see them winning. I don't know if I can put them in there. And I still start to ask myself, this is what I want to know from you. Am I overthinking it? Because I have watched this team all year long. I really have. Against my better judgment at times, I've watched them. Because I go, you know, they're going to be there. And I know you're playing the Wake Forest of the world and Georgia Tech and, and, and a Virginia Tech program that's trying to come back and a Virginia program that's trying to come back. And the U isn't the U anymore. I'm naming ACC teams right off the rip. Syracuse is not what Syracuse was just last year. And Louisiana, or excuse me, Louisville might be on the way back. Louisville might be on the way back, but it's still going to be a year or two. And they're not where they need to be, and that was a boat racing. So I'm watching these glorified practices, and I'm watching guys try to get their work in, and I'm seeing Dabo Sweeney do some other things with players, and it's just led me to this level where I know that they're talented. I know that they're great. Alabama was immensely talented. They had how many guys go in the first round last year and over the last couple of years, how many guys? They're an incredibly talented football team. Talent isn't always going to get it done in college football. I think that football, college football, is maybe the last bastion of it's not just talent. There's going to be heart. And especially for college kids, there is such a thing as momentum. There is such a thing as distraction. And I'm just not totally sold on Dabo Sweeney and Clemson this year. And if they were to get it done, I'll put Dabo right up there and I'll tell you again. If they do it, if he repeats, I'm going to make that argument all day long. I'll admit that I was wrong, and I'll make that argument until the cows come home, that I would put Dabble on par with Nick Saban. Already would put par, put him on par. Historically, no, it would be saving, saving over the top. I get that. But between the two in this generation, I think it's harder to win at a place like Clemson. I think it's harder to recruit at a place like Clemson, especially because you're in an ACC school, but you're in SEC country. It's hard to compete there. And they've done a reasonable job. 
But you look at the history of Alabama throughout their history, over 100 years, really great tradition, save the 90s, I get it, 100 years, Bear Bryant, Gene Stallings, then that horrible horrible Mike Price, Mike DeBose, Mike Shula era that people don't like to talk about. Don't know if you can say Mike Price had an era, but either way. Then Nick Saban comes to town, and they're right back at the top. There's beautiful tradition with Alabama. There's good tradition with Clemson, but no one wants to talk about it. When they won their national championship, it came with a host of problems from the NCAA. They've had to be a team before that, hate to say it, they've been a team that you've had to cheat to be a competitive football team. They were one of the schools that when I see Ole Miss and I see Ole Miss in a top 15 scenario, I go, okay, who are they paying? You see Arkansas in a top 15 scenario? All right. Who are they paying? What do we got? Clemson used to be one of those schools. Dabo's done it relatively clean. Dabo has not cut corners, and many people have wanted him to cut corners over time. He's refused to do so. There's lots of great things about Dabo Sweeney. And because he would be able to repeat at a school like Clemson that is not one of the historical blue bloods of college football, Remember, they were celebrating like crazy because they won their first ACC championship outright just seven years ago in 20 years when Dabo first got on the scene. There was such a thing as Clemsoning. 6-0 would look real good until it finished at 8-4. So if Dabo's able to do this, while history books and regular fans will go, Ken, you're overthinking it. It's Nick Saban over Dabo. Okay, I, I get that. But when you hear me out on it, it's not as crazy as you think. Yet there is just some weird stealing feeling, some weird goofy feeling that they haven't been punched in the throat yet. They haven't taken that shot yet. You have a team like Ohio State that has Justin Fields who is still on the men. That means they're going to run J.K. Dobbins like crazy. They're going to try to beat him on the ground. They're going to try to control the clock. They're going to try to score that way and stay one step ahead of Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, who's playing the best football of the year right now, and is back to vintage, and I say that with air quotes, vintage Trevor Lawrence. But have they been truly tested against a team with real sincere talent? They might get by tonight. I'll grant you. I just don't know if they're going to get to LSU. Let me get to Dale in Clemson, South Carolina. Well, we're big in that town. Away we go, Clemson. You're, or, away we go, Dale. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, man, it's actually Bill. Um, oh, Bill, I'm just, sorry. You're Dale for this no. call now, so go ahead, Bill. Okay, all right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Hell with name. me. Anywho, yeah. So, look, uh, in Clemson's defense, you know, there's so many things you've been saying I wish I could answer, but we don't have that long. But Go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, you mentioned recruiting, how you can't recruit to Clemson. Well, the last two years, Clemson's gotten two, the, two of the top players out of California. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying historically it's – no, no, Bill, 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 Bill. They just signed their best recruiting class Bill, in history. Bill, Bill, <laughs> Bill, stay with me, stay with me. I'm okay. saying historically it's been harder to do that. When I, when I yeah, saw well, them – History doesn't mean anything with the, with the way, with the way but, Dabo is recruiting But right that's – exactly. Dabo that's the point I'm making for Dabo better. if they were to win. That's the point I'm making for Dabo. Go ahead. Clemson hasn't, Clemson hasn't even peaked as a program yet. He hasn't stacked up top three classes, one on top of the other. He's, he's been recruiting top five to ten. Anyway, enough about recruiting. Dabo's mm-hmm. been there, done that. He's 5-2 and two in the playoffs. Uh, he's the only player to beat Nick Saban in the playoffs twice. Mm-hmm. Um, that staff, he has the most staff continuity in the nation. They play more players than anyone in the nation. They have the number one total defense, and they've played backups 
at least half the game. Uh, they're one of the youngest teams in the nation, and they still managed to go 13-0. and Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown an interception since the in first six quarter games. of yep. Louisville. And uh, he's been absolutely lights out. When you compare him to a system quarterback like Justin Fields, he doesn't check out a place by himself. He doesn't system read the whole field. He doesn't read the backside safety. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick in the draft when he comes but, out. For but a that reason. doesn't just because he's the number one pick doesn't mean he's going to win it. I mean, you've well, had two the, number the throws, one picks at Oklahoma. They haven't won anything throws technically. He, the throws that he makes every game, Justin Fields dreams about, dude. And Travis <laughs> Go ahead. If go you ahead. go back and look at those games from both quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence is a, is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Justin Fields is, is not 100%. He admitted it himself. That takes mm-hmm. away half his game as a mm-hmm. dual-threat quarterback. Trevor Lawrence actually only averages three yards a game less rushing the ball than Justin Fields. He mm-hmm. is just as good a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, but can you answer me this? Can you answer me this? Mm-hmm. Since the North Carolina game, and I'm going to have to go soon, you're telling me Florida State, Louisville, Boston College, Wofford, NC State, Wake Forest, uh, South Carolina, and then Virginia. You're telling me Ohio State wouldn't beat the brakes off any one of those football teams, or LSU, or even um, Oklahoma wouldn't beat the brakes off any one of those football teams? No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying at all. And what I'm saying is that that's the excuse every year when Clemson hits the playoffs. Oh, they haven't played anybody. That's what they said before they annihilated Alabama. Oh, they haven't played anybody. Oh, but after they annihilated. Notre Dame, which probably had the best defense. Well, Bill, uh, Bill, college I, Bill, I have, I, Bill, I have proved, I've, I've told you this, and Bill, thank you very much for the call. I've told you a million times. If they win, you can call in and say I was wrong, but I have not seen them tested. And I would say that Ohio State or LSU or Oklahoma would beat the brakes off any one of those football teams out there. Also, Tom, you said that you called him Dale and it was your bad. It's a ridiculous job by you. It's just everybody from the South named Dale to you, Tom. Is that how that works? Apparently, yeah. Eight five five two. Apparently, that guy's going to get CBS. super rich betting on the game tonight too, because he's oh, positive yeah. of the outcome. I mean, he knows <laughs> he sees the future. Up next, Bill Bender, Sporting News. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 